Um, you know, we did what we had to do in order to walk away with the two points, so it was a good win for our team. How many games like that did you see Ryan McLeod play in, in Bakersfield? Well, I've had a front row seat to Ryan's development over the last three and a, three and a half years or so. I've seen him score lots of goals over that time. And you know what? He uh, We charged him today with helming his own line, driving his own line, and he did a heck of a job uh, with that line with Fogel and Ryan. I thought they gave us good minutes, not only five on five, but power play for Ryan and penalty kill for McLeod and Derek Ryan. Given the, you know, you talked about the special teams driving his own line tonight. He's had the opportunity to play up on the wing. Is he kind of this Mr. U utility for you guys? Uh, is he yeah. funny stride here? Yeah. Yeah. And I think for a young player in his position in the league, he's figuring out what his capabilities are, what he needs to work on. And uh, I think it's a compliment when some of our best players want to play with him. Uh, so it's a compliment to him. Uh, like I said, today he drove his own line and um, they were good line for us tonight Jay when he's playing center and, and he's in motion a little bit more often and we see his speed more do you, you know not that he doesn't like playing wing but when you look at McLeod do you ultimately see him just with that speed and in motion ideally is center the better position for him yeah I think when he's um, transporting the puck through the neutral zone, and you can do that as a winger as well. And I, like I said, I, I think when you're putting good players together, they find a way to get the job done. When he's in the middle of the rink, he seems to touch the puck a little bit more. He's someone uh, that I think gets a little bit of juice when he is carrying the puck through the neutral zone. And, um, you know, tonight he did it five on five, but uh, also uh, on the power play as well. So. A good, good game by Ryan. Yes, Apuliarvi. You'd mentioned there were some guys you wanted more of. He seemed, you know, right in the game, right from the get-go. Had two really pinpoint passes tonight. Just, you know, Apuliarvi when he's on his game can really be a difference maker for your team. Yeah, I like the chemistry of that line today. I thought he did a really nice job. I told him on the bench of, of working into kind of a high support position in the offensive zone. He picked off a few passes, including that opening goal, but it, it happened a few other times during the game. I thought he was involved physically, played in straight lines, went hard to the net, played a little bit on the power play today, had some good chances there. He was a good player for us tonight. Jay, you talked about the response. Uh, what quality comes to mind when assessing your team's ability to respond in that manner? What? Well, I mean, nobody was happy with the result the other night. Uh, we had a day off to think about it and stew about it. And, and um, you know, this morning we had some hard meetings. Players were challenged and... and uh, they responded. It's a full credit to the players in our dressing room for uh, honestly looking um, at their own personal games, at our team game, and trying to come up with a, a recipe that that is going to serve us well down the stretch here. And that's uh, that's not on the coaching staff or anybody else. That's the players in the dressing room who found a way to get it done. Now we're looking for a measure of consistency here down the stretch. And speaking of responses, what about Miko Koskinen? I thought Miko was excellent tonight. Uh, you know, I don't think the score is an accurate reflection of the game that he played uh, in terms of how close uh, or how the quality of some of the chances that he made saves on. That, that one in the second period was a five-alarm save, and uh, he should feel real good about his personal game tonight as well as our team game. It hasn't all been 
you know, positive since you got here. But it seems like that Calgary game was maybe the first time where you really needed to dig in with the group in a different way. And for the first time as a head coach doing that with this group, how did you find they responded and what was your approach to, to digging in in that way, maybe for the first time with some guys? Sometimes you might not see it. Let's see, you, behind closed doors, sometimes there are pointed meetings, either with individuals or, or with the team in general. I think uh, the attitude or mindset that we brought in um, following that Calgary game was to, to use it as a growth opportunity that presented itself. And um, like I said, nobody was happy with that game. Uh, we charged ourselves with seeing things clearly. Um, not sweeping anything under the rug, being direct with what we wanted to see. And at the end of the day, our players responded. They're the ones that should feel good about themselves uh, with what they threw down tonight. Ryan McLeod at times has played, you know, in, in the top couple of lines on the wing. You talk about giving him the opportunity to center his own line. Is that, is that the way you want them to view that where the, regardless of where they are in the lineup an opportunity for him like uh, for him to grab onto and like you're, you're feeding him that responsibility yeah I think um, what we said to our players it, it doesn't matter where you are in the lineup uh, there's room for contribution and room for greatness from everybody um, some people we've asked to do a little bit more some people were asking to do a little bit less but better and um, uh, in the end, everybody on our team is important and their contribution is important to the cause and uh, they're well aware of that. Um, and that's something that we've wanted to establish here is that everybody's valued and everybody has a part on our team. There's two ways it can go after a game like Saturday, and you never really know which way it's going to go until the puck drops. But in those meetings, when you're sort of delivering that constructive criticism, did you get a sense of how it was being received, and, and maybe that was a precursor to how things were going to go tonight? Well, I, I believe our players want to win. I believe they want to continue to establish an identity that's going to lend a team to find ways to win when it counts. Um, I think our players are driven by that. So uh, were we disappointed with the way that game ended on Saturday night? Yeah, everybody was. To a man, we all felt we could be better. But at the end of the day, that game was worth two points. The same way today's game is worth two points. So the mindset that we've tried to ingrain in this group right off the bat when uh, Dave Manson and I came up from Bakersfield was, we're going to take care of the day's business. Are you going to have good days? You're going to have some good days. Are you going to have some tough days? Yeah, you're going to have some tough days. But I think if you have that mindset that you do what needs to be done on that day, sometimes the results just take care of themselves. And, you know, following that, that game that we turned in in Calgary, we, what was required were some of those hard meetings. And as I said, our players responded, uh, and the full credit goes to our players. Is, uh, is Kane out of the box yet, or is how... how... <laughs> good, good point. It seemed like four penalties in a row there. I mean, he couldn't make it back to the bench. Like, well, what, do you, what do you say to the guy in, in that situation? Yeah, I mean, I, 
the penalties were called. I'm not gonna get up here and, and uh, dispute the, the penalties that were called. And uh, you know, obviously, uh, Vander Kane's an important player for us. We want him on the ice as much as possible. Uh, separate to the game, uh, your guy that you came up coaching with, Todd McClellan, uh, coaches a thousand game uh, tonight. Uh, just some comments on, on Todd's career from your vantage point, a guy who worked uh, close beside him. And then, of course, for a thousand and one, you'll see him face to face in a, in a race for second place. Yeah. Um, Todd is somebody who's had a profound impact on me, uh, not just as a young coach, but as a young person. Uh, I've used the term that he's. Um, he, he taught me a lot of things by the simple eloquence of his, his example. Um, he has a great family, um, and uh, to, to watch them celebrate this together, uh, a thousand games, what an achievement. I think I read today that it's only 31 uh, coaches have ever done that. And, uh, you know, he's someone who's at the top of his craft, and, and uh, there's a reason he got to coach that many games. Todd got his first job answering an ad in the paper in Saskatchewan and got a job in North Battleford. Uh, what does that say about a guy who's you know, coached a thousand games in the NHL who just had, answered an ad in the paper? Well, I think it serves as inspiration to people that have dreams. Um, and I don't believe in setting limits on anyone's potential, let alone your own personal potential. Uh, so that is a, uh, a great example of somebody who is dedicated, somebody who um, put everything in into trying to be the, the best that he could be at his profession. And um, as I said, there's a reason uh, he's coached a thousand games. One last question on McLeod. Does his speed catch people off guard. He hasn't been in the league long enough. It looks like he's blown by people and they're going, oh, this isn't McDavid. This is Ryan McLeod. Does his speed in the American League level when he was there for three years, they saw a lot of them, but he's in the NHL now. Do you think his speed catches people off guard? Yeah, I mean, it's dynamic. It's not Connor's level of speed, but it's, it's a very high level speed. And the other thing is that uh, what has grown with him over the last few years is his puck confidence while at top speed. So he doesn't necessarily need to slow down to uh, pick his way through the neutral zone or pick his way through checks. Um, he has elite speed and, uh, you know, when he's using it, it puts teams on the back foot. And so the goal he scored then was the kind of goal he would have scored in the American League. Yeah. But now if he yeah. get that in the NHL, it's, he's going to be his goal. I've seen that goal before many times in the American Hockey League from Ryan McLeod. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.